Welcome into another edition of Smokey's Favorite Podcast. We did it. We did it. We got through the weekend. The Vols made it through the weekend. They get through the first weekend and advance to the Sweet 16 after defeating Colgate and Iowa. And it wasn't easy on us, the fans, or the guys. As Tennessee beat Colgate by 7, 77 to 70. Uh, Jordan Burns, phenomenal. And he's really the only reason that Colgate stayed in that game. Uh, it'd have been nice if he would have just stayed in New York or wherever, where he got left at the pl- on the plane. That would have been great. That's 30 less points that Tennessee's got to worry about. Not to blow out wind, get to get the reserves in, but Burns had to take an Uber or whatever he did to get there. Of course he did. I mean, he had to. I mean, why not? So the Vols escape an upset from a 15 seed. All right, good deal. Heading into game against Iowa in the second round. Iowa upset Cincinnati. Okay, we thought we were going to have to play Cincinnati. Basically with their home court. We weren't sure how that was going to go. Win that. Okay, we'll probably have to go off to play Villanova. I'll get to that in a second. First, Iowa defeats Cincinnati. So now, we have to face the Hawkeyes. Last time we played the Hawkeyes, first four. Won that game. Went on to the Sweet 16. So things were looking pretty good to start off the game for Tennessee. Huge lead. Uh, They got it all the way up to 25 at one point. Before Iowa started slowly climbing back, slowly climbing back, 44 to 19. Tennessee had the lead, and with four minutes and 22 seconds in the first half, uh, you'd think that Tennessee's gonna pull away, keep that lead, win that game decisively, prove to well, at, at that point, we knew we, were, we would be playing Purdue, but. Prove to Purdue that, hey, you can go in and you can blow out Villanova. We can blow out Iowa. So that's how that is. Unfortunately, Tennessee could not do that. They had to make it a little more interesting. But let's be honest. When do we go a Tennessee game without having a little drama? It's nothing like a little late game drama with Tennessee. We've had it in football. We've had it in basketball. But the Vols did escape with the win, survive in advance, 83-77. Move on to the first week, move on to the second weekend for the first time since 2014. I believe 2014. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe it's 2014. They'll face the Purdue Boilermakers, the number three seed in the South Region in Louisville. Currently, according to ESPN's matchup predictor. They've got Purdue favored 50.9% to 49.1% Tennessee. So it's basically a pick 'em. I know it's kind of been like that, a one-point swing for mostly Tennessee for most of the week heading into the game on the betting lines. But if you were if you're a bet man, I think it'd be smart to take Tennessee. Uh they seem to be the more physical team. They're the more mature team. They've had guys on there that's been playing 
with that program, with that team for a long time. Where Purdue, they've got a couple of younger guys, you know. But then again, when you look at Purdue's roster, they got a guy like Carson Edwards, phenomenal from the three-point line. I can't tell you how important it's going to be for whoever's guarding Carson Edwards. I think Lamonte Turner said that he's going to be kind of the guy that's on him. He said it's going to take it personal to stop Carson Edwards. Uh, Edwards is going to go out there. He's going to look to put up 40, 50 points this game. He's going to try to look to make a point, try to prove a point in the Sweet 16, biggest stage of the season, biggest stage of his career. He's got a point to make, and he's going to look to prove it. Uh, Other than that, of course, Grant, Admiral, Kyle, they're going to have to stay out of foul trouble. There's a guy on Purdue that goes by the name of Matt Harms, and he will hurt us down low if Tennessee gets into foul trouble and we have to put somebody like Pons or Fulkerson in there who's not as good as defending down low as Kyle or Admiral or Grant or whoever on the starting off or starting five. Ryan Klein, a guy from, honestly, I have no idea where he's from, so I'm just going to pretend I didn't say that. Ryan Klein, a guy who can also shoot the three, not as good as Carson Edwards, but he's a guy also, if Carson Edwards gets hot, don't be surprised if the Boilermakers try to push the ball to Klein to get him going as well as the Vols try to add pressure to Edwards. But back to... Matt Harms, down low. Seven foot three center. Uh, Alexander's going to more than likely guard him for most of the night. And Alexander's going to have to do what he can to stay out of foul trouble, but also play aggressive and not give up something, not give up easy baskets or anything for Harms. Uh, he did a pretty good job against Iowa with Luca Garza. I'd like to see him do it again. Two straight games, back to back games. A uh, performance like that from Kyle Alexander is really going to help him if he's looking to go pro, or I mean really just honestly with us. He's going to help us a lot get to the Elite Eight and hopefully the Final Four. But along uh, uh, alongside Edwards and Harms, Purdue has three different guys at 6'6". Six, six. Three guys that are standing at six foot six inches. Tennessee does not have that kind of height, so it's going to be extremely important for not only them to defend well and keep them out of the paint, but also to keep the offense going consistently so they don't have to climb back from a deficit. Purdue's been known to jump out to a quick lead and keep it. They're really, really good at doing that, and if they do that, it's going to be an uphill battle for Tennessee. They're going to struggle a lot trying to come back against the Boilermakers, who usually do a good job at getting a lead and keeping it, unlike what we've seen from Tennessee these past two games. So be on the lookout for some of that. I'll have a more in-depth article going up on Smokey's favorite blog about Purdue and hopefully Virginia or Oregon as we head into the weekend. It's going to be a long weekend, I hope. Uh, it was a long weekend last weekend, a lot of basketball. No basketball on during the week, which sucks. Kind of been waiting around on basketball. It was a lot of fun. We had a bunch of games come on, and then all of a sudden we have no games. But it's March Madness, baby. Got to get a little crazy up in here. Speaking of crazy, 
after a sweep to open the SEC schedule. Tennessee baseball comes back against ranked South Carolina and wins two of three. I believe it was in South Carolina. So the Vols find a way to get back on the winning path after falling to a sweep to Auburn. And I was wrong. It was not in South Carolina. It was in Knoxville. Vols win. They won the Friday and Sunday game, winning Friday 15-5. to And on Sunday... They won 6-3. So in their wins, they handled them pretty well. But that middle game on that Saturday night, they lost 2-3. So another close loss for the Vols. And they also fell to ETSU on Tuesday. So that kind of evens out the SEC series. So it hurts them a little bit with that loss to ETSU. But it happens. It's baseball. You lose to teams you're probably not supposed to occasionally. So they'll be looking to get back on the winning path this weekend. The softball team swept Arkansas in Knoxville as well as the softball team continues to roll on. Fantastic year so far for them as they are on a roll. They beat Florida earlier this year, which is something that they've really struggled with. They haven't been able to get over that Florida hump like the football team. They were able to do it this year. They beat Florida. They'll be looking to do it again later in the season. And that's that for softball and baseball. Now on to some more basketball news. We've had a coaching change. Not for the men's basketball team. Rick Barnes is still in place for the Vols. But for the Lady Vols, Holly Warlick has been fired. After seven seasons, Holly Warlick was fired after going 19-13 and this past season with a first-round exit in the NCAA tournament to UCLA. After their loss to UCLA, I put something up on my on the blog, Smokey's favorite blog, about what's next. You know, what what can the Vols do now after Holly Warlick unceremonially unceremoniously lost in the first round? Basically, if you don't want to read it, I'll give it to you. They got to let her go. That's what I said. That's what they did. So, now 4 days later, the Vols release Holly Warlick. So now, time to crank up another coaching search. That was the official coaching search car, and this coaching search is being cranked up by... Intersponsor here. Big shout out to... Intersponsor here. For sponsoring this segment... So now it's time to crank up another coaching search. Uh, hopefully Philip Fulmer will be a pro at this whole coaching search thing by the time he gets done here at UT as athletic director, whenever that is. Hopefully that's just him retiring or whatever. Hopefully we're not having to fire him. So anyways, that's not the attitude we need to have. Tennessee is going into another coaching search. So who are we going to get? Who knows? Uh, it looks like the favorite is currently Louisville head coach Jeff Walls. I've noticed on the Twitter that some people seem to be upset that the Vols are going after Walls. But, I mean, if you want to bring the Lady Vols back to where they were when Pat was here, and, I mean, even at the beginning of Holly's tenure, 
You're going to have to pay pretty decent money to get a good coach in here to get things going. Yeah, I understand. It recruits itself, the program it does. But you just can't have a mediocre mediocre coach in here to coach Tennessee. You can't have that. We just had it with Holly. Uh, God bless her, but we just got to move on from that. So somebody like Jeff Walls, I think will be, be fantastic for the Tennessee program. But also, I think somebody like Kelly Harper could do good with Tennessee. A former Lady Vol, she's making just $247,000 at Missouri State, and she just took them to their first Sweet 16 since 2001. So for the people who aren't wanting to spend a lot of money, if you're looking for someone for cheap that has Lady Vol ties, look no further than Kelly Harper. She's someone who would probably be willing to come back to Tennessee. She'll gladly take that pay raise from Missouri State to Tennessee, although she has been at a Power 5 school before. She has been at NC State before and failed miserably. Went to, I believe she went to the NCAA tournament her first year, but in the next three years she didn't do anything. So kind of downhill from there. But those are two people that I think could be the front runners. Uh, I'd also like to see somebody like Brenda Freeze from Maryland come to Knoxville. Although it's unlikely, she's doing really good up in Maryland. 29-5 and regular season with another NCAA tournament appearance. She's making $1.19 million if money's important to you. She's also a national champion. Won the national championship in 2006 and been to the Final Four three times. There's really just one more person that I think might get an interview or might be contacted about the position, and that's Kara Lawson. That's somebody that will probably have her name thrown around a little bit in this coaching search carousel as it kicks off. Uh, she's probably going to be a fan favorite. She co- or she played under Pat Summit, led the led the Vols to two Final Fours, and went on to play 13 years in the NBA. And now she's having a successful career as a TV analyst, so I don't know if she'd be willing to leave that cushy job to come back to Knoxville, where she know the pressure's on, and try to coach and lead these Vols back to a Final Four, and give them another national championship. She is still involved with the university, as she is a part of the university's board of trustees, so maybe that's all she wants to do, maybe she just wants to do some behind-the-scenes things, and if she does, that makes total sense. As a former Vol, she's came and done what she's had to do for the Vols, led them to a couple Final Fours, gave them a lot of success, gone on to be a successful professional female athlete, and is now rocking the mic as an analyst. But yeah, that's really all I got today for Tennessee news. Uh, I talked a little fast, just at the 15-minute mark. All right, let's see. Uh, is there anything else that I'd like to talk about? Hmm. UCF got screwed. How about that? Uh, Duke moves on to the Sweet 16. When they probably shouldn't have, Taco Fall got fouled out. Basically got caught fouls on for basically just being tall, which is kind of stupid. That aggravated me. Uh, I, he's, I don't even know. Zion isn't that good of a player. He got shut down by an average UCF team. That UCF team should have won. They're getting a win in my column, in my book. But, I mean, what else can you say? Uh, I mean, of course, with CBS ESPN, 
and for the most part, probably the officials on the side of Zion. I don't see how he's going to lose in the second round. I don't see how Duke is going to lose in the second round unless they're just down by 10 or whatever. And, of course, that guy that missed the alley-oop, he's the real loser because he cost them the game. Wins that or hits that alley-oop, that game's probably over. But, no, he missed it. All right, Duke moves on. That really kind of ended the run for Cinderella's. It's mostly chalk from here on out. I think there's one bracket left that's perfect. So congratulations to whoever you are. Uh, the only non... I mean, I guess the only Cinderella team there is is Oregon. At 12, I think, the 12th seed. Playing Virginia. And if they win, they'll be playing possibly Tennessee. If Tennessee pulls out the win, they'll be, they could play Oregon. For a chance to go to the Final Four, of course, the only Cinderella left in the bracket is in Tennessee's region. Not surprised there, but, I mean, they're really the best team in the Pac-12. So, they're not really a Cinderella team. They're really a 4-5 or five seed. Maybe a 6, I don't know. But, I mean, hey, they're, they're here for a reason. They're a 12 seed for a reason, I guess. They got a chance to make some magic happen. So... We'll see how that goes. But top priority is making sure the Vols get the win. Stopping Carson Edwards is extremely important. It's going to be a huge key. It's going to be very interesting to see what Rick Barnes can get going with the boys this weekend. Uh, Thursday, Saturday, I think, is when they will be playing. So, a little bit of rest, a little bit of opportunity to reheal, get ourselves prepared for a good Purdue team and possibly a good Purdue or a good Oregon or Virginia team. We'll see. I'd like to play that Oregon or shoot. I can't talk. I'd like to play that Virginia team. I think Tennessee's got a good chance to beat that Virginia team. They're a really good defensive team. They like to slow down the game, limit points, make it a defensive game. But I think with the guys Tennessee have has, they can run the ball. They can run the court and turn that into Tennessee's game and force Virginia to play with them. So I'd like to see that. We'll see what happens this weekend, but that's all I got for this episode of Smokey's Favorite Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening, you probably know where to follow me on Twitter, Smokey's Favorite, or you can follow my personal at Pick6Picker. Thanks for listening. See you next week.